the final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also brought to you by Delta, official airline of BYU basketball. Here's your host, Cleon Wall. Well, BYU needed a win desperately, and they get a big one tonight. They beat San Francisco 87 to 61. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's get to what I liked and what I didn't like about this game. What I liked, the Cougars came out aggressive in the second half and put this game away. Yes, I know San Francisco made a bit of a run. They actually cut it down to a 13-point lead, which is the lead BYU had at the half. So I guess if you consider it cutting it back to 13 points, I guess you have that there. But you know what? BYU always had an answer, and they end up with a 26-point advantage in this one at the end of the game. How about Rudy Williams at the free-throw line in this game? What a game for Rudy Williams. He ends up with 21 points, 15 of those come at the free-throw line. 15 of 16 at the free-throw line. He missed his first free-throw and then made everything else that was given to him after that. How about Rudy Williams handling the offense He looked really good out there tonight in the starting lineup. It'll be interesting to see if he'll continue to be in the starting lineup when BYU plays in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Dallin Hall is going to be the point guard of the future, but it was nice to see Rudy start and do his thing in his last game at the Mary Center. Foose Traore, we already mentioned his three-pointer and solid play at halftime, but man, this guy is a professional rebounder. 19, or I'm sorry, 14 rebounds in this game. Four of them offensive rebounds. Eight of those rebounds came in the second half. Oh, by the way, he also, um, you know, he had a pretty good game on offense, too. He ended up with 17 points in this game. He's he's the closest thing you have to a double-double machine uh, night in and night out. Jackson Robinson, he has to be one of the most polarizing guys on this BYU basketball team because when he's on, he's on. When he's not, he's not. Tonight, he was on. A few threes, a steal, a hammer dunk. He even hit a floater. He's missed so many of those this season, but he hit a floater in this game. He went five for six from the field, two for three from the three-point line. He had 12 points in this game. What I didn't like, Jackson Robinson fouling three-point shooters. He did it twice tonight, and it's not been the first time this season, so something he still needs to work on. Fouling jump shooters. I'm not just ripping on Jackson Robinson here. This this happened to a few guys tonight. I know you want to be aggressive, but don't be stupid. Uh, Actually, nothing else that I didn't like tonight. BYU played a solid game. The question now is, will this give them a boost going into the WCC tournament? It's a solid win over a decent team after so many close losses. Momentum really is on their side. Hey, fans, if it's uh, fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50 on the app or at PapaJohns.com. Monday and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location, Monday only. Coming up next, we'll get you the final moments of the Gonzaga-St. Mary's game. It's still going on right now. Your final score tonight here at the Marriott Center, Cougars beat the Dons 87-61. to More Cougar Post Game Live comes your way on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Cleon Wall with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. Cougars crush the Dons, 87-61. The uh, big game of the night in the WCC, and really the biggest game of the night 
nationally is 12th ranked Gonzaga hosting 18th ranked, or excuse me, 15th ranked uh, St. Mary's. This game's almost done. If, if Gonzaga hits their free throws, this game is over. Right now they're up 75-68 with 17 seconds left to go in that game. It's now 76-68. Uh, Pepperdine hosting Loyola Marymount. That game's still going on. 5.44 left to go in that game. Loyola holding a 63-51 lead over the Wave. Santa Clara beats San Diego tonight, 81-63. And Pacific beats Portland, 81-77. It's just wrapping up at the kennel. Uh, Gonzaga has stolen the ball, and they have a 77-68 lead. It will now be dribbled out, so Gonzaga will win 77-68. After the break, we'll send you back to the Marriott Center for more Cougar Post Game Live with Greg and Mark. BYU beat San Francisco 87-61 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Greg Rubel with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live continues from a jubilant Marriott Center where BYU wins essentially wire to wire. The Dons had a last lead of one point at 5-4, to four, but it was BYU the rest of the way. And what a night to say so long to the WCC in terms of regular season play. Final WCC game here at the Marriott Center. And a crowd of 15,990 on hand tonight to watch this one on senior night. And Rudy Williams joins us on this senior night. And I saw in the uh, video BYU put together, you talked about how special it has been to spend your one season at BYU in front of these fans. And 16,000 fans for a team that needed a shot in the arm tonight. And they gave you one. And then, of course, the team provided the biggest shot in the arm of all with the way you guys played tonight. What a night here to cap it off of your senior career at BYU. Yes, sir. It was definitely a special night. And, you know, I want to give a big shout out to The Rock, but also the entire Marriott Center, because without those guys, you know, we don't have the energy and the fight to come bring it every night. So, you know, that it matters. You know, guys fear coming here and we always play our best basketball in front of these fans. So I'm grateful for that. And you said one of the things that actually attracted you to BYU was knowing you'd be in this environment here in the Marriott Center, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, like I mentioned earlier this week that I never had a chance to get like a real college game day experience so you know that was a big uh big reason why coming i came to pro bowl uh, rudy congratulations you guys played great tonight you played great and uh part of that fifteen thousand fans were a handful of fans i just met your family it seems wonderful who was here for you tonight and how special was it for you to have them here watching uh it was my mother my little brother my little sister my niece and then my sister-in-law you know they they made the trip all the way from hamilton so I'm, for, uh, I'm super grateful for that. It's my mom and my family's first time in Provo. They came to Bahamas at oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, right. But uh, it's their first time getting to see Utah and the Marriott Center in Provo. So I'm super grateful for that. Have they yeah. shared all, at all anything that they, that they thought about tonight from the pregame presentation to, to the game to everything else? Um, during the, the, the sheet drop, I looked over and they were all recording. So they <laughs> definitely were impressed by that for sure. All right, so you get the start tonight. Uh, it was your first start in a couple months, and uh, you made it count in a big way. Whether you're starting when you come off the bench, is it really that important to you, or did it mean something to be given the nod tonight, and did it, did it, was it reflected in any way the way you played tonight? Uh, you know, I, I really kind of stopped thinking about it a long time ago. You know, I kind of just made it who I was coming off the bench. I embraced it, and it didn't really make a difference for what I do for the team. You know, I still come in. I still have to be aggressive, you know, create shots for myself and my teammates, try to protect the ball. So, you know. 
I know. I just we just had to make the start tonight. Obviously, it was senior night because that's just how it goes. So you like playing USF? Uh, twenty eight at their place, twenty one here tonight. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> just a little familiar with their defense, and uh, I, I just figured it out. So what was the game plan coming in? Because you guys took it on the chin on the hilltop. Obviously, Shabazz and Roberts, terrific perimeter players. What was you knew you had to guard the three, but what what was kind of the thought going in on how you needed to to place the dons? Uh, the key to getting this dub was honestly just toughness and effort plays. You know, we watched film all week, and uh, we just seen them when we went up there. They just beat us to every 50-50 ball. They were diving on the floor, and we weren't. So Coach Cahill, this was his scout, and he made sure that we, you know, made that made that change for this game. So that was definitely it. Visiting with Rudy Williams, one of the two seniors on this senior night. Uh, Rudy ends up with 21 points to go along with seven assists. Only a single turnover on the night. And you got yourself to the free throw line a lot tonight. You missed your first free throw, and then it was nothing but makes the rest of the way. 15 consecutive makes. You go 15 for 16. You're in the top 10 all time of, uh, of free throws made in a single game here at BYU. Uh, yeah, that's big time. Uh, I remember last season I didn't shoot the free throws way too great. Um, so this summer I made a real emphasis that I was going to become a better free throw shooter, and it paid dividends. You know, I, I ran sprints, and, you know, I punished myself every time I missed free throws in the summer. Mm. So it's paying off. Well, it was fun to watch you out there because it looked like you were having a lot of fun. Was uh, Obviously winning is fun, but it seemed like it was a fun night for the guys. You pl- played loose and you played well. Yes, sir. You know, I kind of just wanted to soak in the Marriott Center for one last time, and I could speak on Gideon on that too. You know, we spoke before the game. We were like, hey, like, you know, let's make this last one a, a special one. And, um, you know, I just wanted to have fun for, and put on a show for the fans one last time before we head to Vegas. The game meant something in terms of Vegas, Rudy, because if you lose tonight, you're playing an opening round game on Thursday. You win, and you're playing on Friday. It's one less game to play, but it's a big one less game to play. You give yourself a little bit of breathing room, and more than anything else, you go into Vegas the right way. What a springboard game this is for you guys, because you lost four in a row. You get back in the win column, and, man, this team has to feel a whole lot different than than you did a few days ago, now starting tournament play. Uh, Yes, sir. You know, definitely we wanted to get ourselves out of that little funk of the losing skid. And uh, this just win is big to us because it helps us have a little momentum going into Vegas. You know, guys are going to feel good about themselves. We're going to have a good prep week uh, when we come back on Monday. And, you know, it's just big time to get back in the win column. And you know you played the top two seeds in this league as well as anybody. You could have won any of those St. Mary's Gonzaga games. Does that help going into Vegas knowing that, yeah, top to bottom, there's no team that you can't play with? Uh, yeah, that that means a lot to us. And, you know, we know that we can compete with the best teams in the country. We've shown that all year. Um, you know, Vegas is going to be a neutral court, so and it's just going to be who's better on that day. So we're going to bring it, and we're going to be ready. Nothing beats tournament play, does it? No. It's March. I, I love March, honestly. Let's go. Rudy, thank you so much. Congratulations to you on the night, on the senior year at BYU. I'm really glad you got to enjoy a BYU senior night, and it had to feel special getting that timeout called in the final minute to come out to the standing ovation and and you got to wave the crowd and get it all back i felt really happy for you yeah that was uh it was special hearing that roar you know i haven't i haven't heard that in a long time so that felt good and a thousand points division one yes also yeah that's to that that's incredible yeah i gotta start passing the ball (laughs) (laughs) listen you get seven assists you you're fine (laughs) you did it all tonight rudy thank you again Appreciate you guys. All right, Thank we'll, you. See, we'll see you next week. That's Rudy Williams. We'll come back with more courtside coverage. That's Big O Tires Cougar Post Game Live. We'll have coaches' commentary next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. 
The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a national leader in business valuation services. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back courtside, BYU 87, San Francisco 61 is our final score. The Cougars, uh, with the win, put themselves into second-round play Friday in Las Vegas. The WCC tournament will get underway. BYU forging a three-way tie for fifth place with Pacific and San Francisco. Uh, by my reading of the WCC tie breaks, BYU wins the ties with those teams. Uh, first of all, uh, in a three-team tie, they become a pod, and you compare the records of those teams against each other. BYU went 1-1 against San Francisco and 2-0 against Pacific. San Francisco went 1-1 against BYU and 2-0 against Pacific. So they're both 3-1. The, the Tigers were 0-4, so they're out. Now it's a two-team tie. And in a two-team tie, you start head-to-head. What happened there, Mark, between BYU and USF? So we split. I mean, split. We split. Yep. So then you go top to bottom in the West Coast Conference, and you find that there are only four teams against which you'd have to compare the team's records. And those four teams are St. Mary's, Gonzaga, Santa Clara, and Pacific. The other four teams, LMU, Portland, San Diego, and Pepperdine, cannot be used for comparison because there were unequal number of games and no insurmountable advantages gained by the team with, uh, with two games played. For example, if one of the teams, BYU or USF, had gone 2-0, and against an opponent, and the other team had gone only 0-1, well, that's an advantage. But in each instance, one team went 1-1, and and one team went 1-0, which means if the team had been given a chance for a second win or for a second game and a win, they could have gotten it, so you don't use those teams. Long story short, you compare them against four teams. St. Mary's, BYU 0-2, USF 0-2. Gonzaga, BYU went 0-2, San Francisco went 0-2. Against Santa Clara, BYU went 0-2, USF went 0-2 as well. And against Pacific, both teams went 2-0. So they're even top to bottom. Now you go to net. And in net, BYU had the advantage coming into the day. BYU was at 94 and USF at 111. Well, BYU just beat the 111. They're not going to drop clearly. Or if they do, it wouldn't be enough. So they went on net. That's how you get to the five seed. The league won't confirm that yet. They'll <laughs> wait till tomorrow to put the seeds out. But unless I've misread and misinterpreted everything that's in print on how they break ties, BYU's the 5 and USF the 6 and Pacific the 7 in Las Vegas, which means BYU plays Friday night as the 5 seed against the 8-9 winner in round 2. As you're talking, I'm having flashbacks to a beautiful mind where Russell Crowe's just got the <laughs> wall full of stuff and he's connecting dots. That's and, me with listen. the, the thumbtacks <laughs> and the yarn and the whole thing. Listen, you got. If anyone has a PhD in bracketology, it's Greg Rubel. And if he says that this is what the seating is, this is what the seating is, unless the West Coast Conference makes up something, which they uh, you wouldn't put they would have to. No, but they would have. They would have to make something up for the tiebreaker not to be what uh, it is. And here's the funny thing, though. I, I'm not entirely 100 percent sure that USF felt entirely 100 percent sure that yes. they were not the five, even with the loss tonight. There was some indication that they may have been informed, I think, that, that it didn't matter what happened tonight, that they would have the, Be the no tie break. Five. They would yeah. have the tie break against BYU, even if BYU beat them. And, and what it came down to, what, talk they, about misinformation. Yeah, what they thought it was going to come down to was being 1-0 against LMU, where BYU was 1-1. One one. But uh, BYU... You know, had had LMU had, a, or rather, had USF had a second game against LMU, yeah. they might have lost that game, and they could have been that. one of them. So you can't use that. So you can't use a one and zero against LMU. BYU had the same number of wins. In fact, uh, you can't use that as a tiebreak for that reason. 
uh, it's not an insurmountable advantage. So the only way it works is if one team is 2-0 and and the other team is 0-1 with unequal number of games played. That didn't happen with any of the teams we're just talking about. So, long story short, BYU with a win tonight goes to the five. And people USF, say, well, what does it matter, Greg? Five or six, who cares? Well, it's the teams you, It's the teams you face in that side of the bracket. So, the the six will face the 7-10 winner. The 7-10 game is going to be Pacific and Pepperdine. There's, Pepperdine could very well get out of that game as the Pepperdine winner. Pepperdine has beaten BYU Pepperdine's already and beaten BYU. Them well here. And think about the backcourt. Uh, that uh, that, that Pepperdine has. super hot. Uh, man. <laughs> so, so the 8-9 is the team BYU now face. Well, who are those teams? San Diego and Portland. BYU went 2-0 and against those yeah. two teams. So well, you, and, they and, went 2-0 and against San Diego. They just played Portland once. No, no they, they went 1-0 against San Diego, 1-0 against Portland, yeah, so 2-0 right. combined. Yeah, right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Right. Yeah, and, but the San Diego game was on the road, and they handled them quite, yep. quite easily, and they lost big tonight at home to Santa Clara. So I don't think they're in a great spot, and you know, Pacific, uh, or excuse me, uh, Portland has actually been playing pretty decent, but they lose all these close games. They lost another close one today at Pacific. They lost to San Francisco. They had a crazy loss to Pepperdine. So it's not like they're terrible, but it's a better bracket to be in the Portland yep. uh, and the Sa- and San Diego side of it. And that, that takes you to um, a meeting with the fourth seed if you get past if you, you get, if, you, if you get past the first game, and that's LMU, who you've yep. already beaten by about 28 at your place. Yeah, Santa Clara is a problem. I mean, they are really good, and LMU is much better draw there. So, so you if avoid you get the past three, the first one. Yep. If you get the past first one, you avoid the three seed. You get the four LMU, who you beat like a drum at your place. And, other, and then you take your chances against uh, the, the, the number two, rather than the number one seed, if you get to the semis, and that could be St. Mary's or Gonzaga, depending yeah, on the net. that's sixes right now. That's and, already, sixes. and you already know you've played both teams to the final minute in four games, essentially. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the, I don't know who I'd rather play out of St. Mary's or Gonzaga but once you at get this there, point. But what you, yeah. That's gravy, and, and you just you hope something magical happens. But like you've mentioned many times, those four games against those two teams have been in, gone down the last minute, last 30 seconds, and so you have confidence playing either one of those teams. So it's not like it would take a miracle on ice type thing. You, you can play with them. It w- obviously, you'd have to play great, and it would be difficult, but it, it's doable. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show, and Mark Pope is still to come. But just to put a finer point on the tiebreaker rules we were discussing a moment ago, uh, BYU and USF both went 0-2 against the top three seeds and both went 2-0 and against Pacific. The other four teams that could be used for comparison were faced an unequal number of times by BYU and USF, respectively. And yes, USF went 1-0 against LMU, where BYU went 1-1. And yes, USF went 1-0 against Pepperdine, where BYU went 1-1. But most wins do not prevail if the team with fewer wins could not equal or surpass the win total of the other team. And fewer losses do not prevail if the teams have the same number of wins and if the team with fewer games could not equal or surpass the loss total of the other team. So if they've had an unequal number of games, two and one in this case, but there's no two and oh in the bunch, then there's no tiebreak. This is like Greg Rubel's nirvana trying to figure this out. <laughs> I mean, you're just in your happy place trying to figure this out. And I love it. I love it. And I have full 100% confidence that your interpretation is uh, correct. Well, I expended a lot of mental energy uh, <laughs> this week on these things, and so I'd be really disappointed if anything other what I've described turns out to be released by the league tomorrow. Let's put it that way.
All right, we'll take a break. We'll continue with more coverage from the Marriott Center. It is BYU, an 87-61 winner over San Francisco. This is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, to welcome back courtside, we're nearly 16,000 fans were on hand for an exultant uh, senior night as BYU wins it going away 87-61 to over the San Francisco Dons, a, a team playing very good basketball right now after a 1-5 start to league play. So many ways uh, to feel great about what transpired tonight, and head coach Mark Pope joining us now on the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Coach Pope, congratulations to you, your seniors, your team, just one of those... Special nights at the Marriott Center. Yeah, it was, I mean, it starts with with the Cougar Nation. I mean, come on, sixteen thousand people showed out, and and that's just incredible. I mean, just as it just is, it's super humbling um, that that this fan base has hung, stayed with us, right? And um, and it, it means a lot to me because these are two really, really incredibly special seniors that that um, and I think you know these sixteen thousand people get it. And they, and they understand, and that actually means a lot too, uh, because that's not always the case. And so, um, super grateful to the fans coming out, and, and really proud of the guys. Uh, you know, one of the hardest things to do when you're going through a tumultuous season like we have is is um, you end up just carrying all this baggage, and the package just piles up and piles up and piles up, and it it comes down to just straight character. If you can find a way to to uh, discard that and, and, and find some focus. And these guys certainly did that tonight, uh, following the great leadership of, of getting it, Gideon and, and uh, Rudy. And so it was a great night for us. For the seniors to play so well, too, Gideon goes for 12-6, and six, and then Rudy, uh, 21 points, 7 assists, and only a single turnover yeah. on the night as he gets the start for you. Yeah, the 7 one's really nice because, you know, he's um, it's a little bit unfair for us to, to take Rudy and just, like, force-feed him into this f- fully pure point guard position um and it's it's been a real journey for him um and he's made so much progress and and to to perform like he did tonight in terms of protecting the ball and distributing the ball at a seven and one is uh, is is a really special way for him to finish his regular season because it just is evidence of of just how much progress he's made and i'm really happy for both those guys well, coach some may think you know this is not a particularly important game but to me it was was massive i just think this team really needed a game like tonight was was great for them around going forward how did you feel about this game how important was this game and and the way these guys played for this team tonight well you know we were really fortunate because the the uh pacific portland game finished before we started and so just seating wise um you know we knew that if we won tonight we would earn a a first round bye which is which is which is actually really important um and for our group and so uh you know i think we're really happy about that it gives us one more day of uh recovery and one more day of prep and and then you know when you think about it we just have to win two games back-to-back days um to stay alive in this tournament and so that's a that's a that's a huge difference than three and so i like where it has placed us in terms of this tournament and and as it's been the case all year long as we've talked about a lot it's even more important for us that um, we just, you know, uh, this team has been has been playing hard and competing hard. And we had a bunch of just, um, you know, just a last second letdowns where we haven't had a chance to, you know, 
to taste the growth that they've been experiencing. And, and so uh, this, this gives the guys some mojo and, and a chance to breathe a little bit and a chance to increase their hunger uh, and, and a little burst of confidence going into this tournament. And so um, we need to take advantage of that because we have it. We, we just got a little dose, a little taste, and we need to really take advantage of that and make some magic happen in this tournament, and I think we can. How happy were you with the fact that your guys close on a 14-1 run to seal the deal? Yeah, you know, I, I think I was happy about a couple things. Uh, you know, we're, we're – um, you know, we're, we, we, there's times against this press where I got, I got all freshmen and sophomores out there, and you're just like, this is super complicated. But I, what, what I liked about our guys is they stayed aggressive. Um, they stayed aggressive, uh, you know, even th- when things got a little bit, uh, you know, complicated. And, and, um, and that is a step in the right direction for us. And, and um, I, f- I felt like our guys, uh, for the most part tonight, were really locked in defensively. You know, we, we got a little bit of a gift in the fact that San Francisco was playing two games this week. They played on Thursday, and so they had less prep and probably a little bit of emotional fatigue from a really tough game on Thursday. But our guys took advantage of it in every way. And so uh, I'm really proud of how we finished. I'm really proud of how we started. And, and um, I think the guys uh, – you know, also got another chance to kind of learn the urgency required on every single possession. USF coming in two tonight was scoring an average of 40% of their points on threes. Tonight that number was 25%. Before the game, you told me it's not as important that we outscore USF from three, yeah. that we guarded well, but you both tonight outscored them from three, and they shot five for 25. Yeah, I thought it was really important. And, and you know, sometimes you you know sometimes shots go in and sometimes they don't, right? And so sometimes you get lucky defensively. But I thought what we did well tonight, um, I thought I felt like um, we were able to kind of ride out the whole possession where the, the shots they were getting were late in the clock and they were uncomfortable shots that they didn't really want. Uh, you know, part of that might have had to do with their fatigue. Part of it had to do with our, our stellar defense. But they ended up taking shots that, that are not the shots that they really, really want. And, and uh, fortunately for us, you know, with them taking shots they didn't want, they didn't, they, they didn't shoot it quite as well. And that's how they get nine assists on 18 yes, makes tonight. Yes, yep, absolutely. We talked a little bit about Rudy because the senior and I, but I, I mean, I think his play recently – is critical to your success going forward. I mean, just he's, he's just a real threat to score. Yeah. He's quick. He's distributing the ball nicely, taking care of the basketball. It seems to me that, you know, Rudy is going to kind of take this team and how far you go is, is a lot yeah. dependent on how he plays. You know, and it's really interesting because the, even in the second half, there were two possessions back-to-back where I was like, I need you. I, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to be more um, – restrained with my emotion but you know, I was semi-animated in, in the desperation for him to be more aggressive like to take the game into his hands and, and what that means like he can get downhill he can get two feet in the paint every single possession he just has it he's physical he can get there and and we need that desperately and um and and him finding this balance of being more aggressive and then more sure at the end of the possession is is how he's grown so much and and um, yes I agree with you 100% Mark like he is he is a massive key for us going forward and it doesn't have to be a it, you know it doesn't have to be a, a 21 point night it could be a, a 8 point night but it's what he creates for this team right. by being aggressive you know on his toes not on his heels uh, getting downhill and making the right play that's that's, that's really uh, can elevate our team to, to make a real run here by the way, as we take the break, congratulations on Marriott Center win number 50 as BYU's right. head coach tonight. That's awesome. 
Another milestone. Yeah, Check the box and let's fun. go. All right, Ma, more with Coach Pope. Closing comments coming up after we tell you this is the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. More with Coach Pope in two minutes on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU 87, San Francisco 61. BYU shoots 52% on the night to the Dons, 36% as the Dons' three-game win streak uh, comes to an end and the Cougs win after a little uh, four-game uh, dip, but a great win to head into WCC tournament play. Let's get to our Economics Partners Valuable Stat of the Game brought to you by Economics Partners. Whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes, when your business needs a valuation, the right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. Mark, we'll have you uh, take over here uh, in the the pregame, you said you'd want BYU to be in the ballpark on threes and free throws to help the Cougs' yeah. chance of success, and that's where the Cougs were tonight. They had to write a different script than what happened on the hilltop, and San Francisco made a, a bunch more threes and a bunch more free throws, and that's what hurt BYU. And I said, BYU's just got to be in the ballpark. Not only were they in the ballpark, they shot the heck out of the ball from the three. And when you can uh, do, do something better than the other team – does the best, then you're probably going to win the game. That's what BYU did tonight. And the points for the Dons come from all over. And tonight, after Khalil Shabazz's 21, no one else had more than seven, Coach Pope, tonight. Yeah, yeah I thought it was really important. You know, Robertson, Roberts uh, really just tore us up down there. And I, I thought uh, Spence, you know, Spence has been spectacular on the defensive end. And I thought he was spectacular again tonight with that assignment. I thought he was just incredible. And, and um, you know, you can – you can manage when one of those guys uh, gets it going, but when two or, or if you add in Williams, if all three of those guys get it, get it going, it's really hard. And so for Spence to perform like he did tonight was obviously crucial for us, and he was terrific. Never want to take for granted the 17 and 14 double-doubles that Foose gave you tonight, but he is a continues to be a handful for every team, even teams with a lot of size like USF. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, like, uh, uh, you, know, you know you're a bad coach <laughs> when you walk into halftime, and, and one of the million thoughts running through your mind is like, I just can't play Foose right now. I can't play him. You know, he's a disaster in the post. And then you look at the stat sheet, and he's he's 5 for 8 with 11 points and 6 rebounds, and you're like, my gosh, he... He has a huge impact on the game, <laughs> even when he's a little bit stymied in the post. And um, I thought our guys did a great job getting him some easier possessions. I thought he did a great job with his physicality and the pain. And, you know, um, against these bigger bodies, you know, the key for Foose is how much he can move them. And early on in the first half, he was just settling for kind of like uh, back down plays. And that's really hard when you're going against a guy with so much size. But. I thought in the second half he was better finding some possessions on the roll. I thought he was better uh, uh, moving the bigs a little bit. And, and um, I, you know, obviously it's pretty it's pretty extraordinary. That he can just roll in a 17 and 14, and we're so used to that that it's like the fifth storyline. It's, it's, it's uh, super impressive. Can I also add the Rudy Williams free throw storyline yeah. tonight? When you can have a point guard that gets to the line 16 times, yeah. makes 15 of them. By the way, it was 15 consecutive makes after yeah. a miss, and that 15 puts him in the top 10 for any BYU Cougar all time in a single game. Yeah, and, and what was so important for us is, is, you know, they were in a position where they just had to exert uh, risky pressure and really physical pressure and really handsy pressure. And so so you put the 15 for 16 with the only one turnover, and that is like a pure point guard uh, line right there. And so I'm super proud of, of the, the, the fact that he was able to do both those things together. That's incredibly impressive, and, and hopefully it bodes well for us next week. 
You know, you guys have played well, Coach, when we get to this late in the show and we're talking about Jackson Robinson now yeah. who had 12 points, five of six shooting, hit a couple big threes to assist, three steals, no turnovers, and he, you know, Jackson has, has I think, struggled the last couple games and uh, I thought was just terrific tonight. That's got to be good to see. Yeah, you know, he had a couple plays that were super memorable to me. One is that there's their second possession going into the zone, and, and it was a little weird for us. They went zone with the tiki in the, in the floor, and, and sometimes that can be complicated for us, and and um, and so, uh, you know, Jacks made a huge three. It just is one of those threes where it's like, ah, we tried the zone, and it, clearly it's not going to work, and it just got us back into a rhythm that we like. So that was a, a, a way more uh, valuable than just a three-point uh, possession. And then, and then, uh, you know, he also, you know, Meeks gave us real trouble. Um, when we were at San Francisco, and I thought Jax, with a really unique matchup, did a great job. His steal on the horns, uh, the steal for the dunk, I mean, it was kind of like a message setter that, like, you know, we can actually compete at that possession, even with that unique matchup. And so those two plays uh, really, really stood out to me. Uh, I thought, um, you know, he, he has some really difficult uh, defensive matchups, and I thought he, he performed well in that category too. And when Richie banked three, I thought BYU kind of called game at that point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You love these freshmen. You work on them. I love these freshmen. Love them. You know what's great is uh, yeah, the th- one thing I'm proud about Richie is, you know, when you're dealing with pressure, you got to stand on your toes and be aggressive, and he was definitely, definitely very aggressive. <laughs> All right, so the calendar flips to March here in a couple of days, and nothing beats it in the world of college basketball. Ball yep. and tournament play is right there with it. What a special time! And I'm so glad you get to go into Vegas off of a night like tonight. Yeah, um, it's super important. These guys have been, these guys have been working for a long time, and, and we believe we've gotten a lot better. And and um, and belief is super important. And so um, I think our guys are are I think our guys are incredibly hopeful and 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 uh, really really hungry. And and all ten teams going into Vegas have to win a first game. Everybody yeah. has to win a first game. And and um, so it doesn't matter if you're in first place or tenth place. You all have the same job. You've got to go win a first game. And so this this should help us unpack some of the some of the other baggage and go in there as fresh and hungry as we possibly can and and i like it i like you know i like i like our chances and so we're going to go take a massive massive swing at this we'll see you on tuesday for our final coaches show coach and then get ready for tournament play thanks again okay thanks guys all right that's mark pope and our byu creamery cougar postgame coaches show coaches show interview portion with uh, coach pope let's now switch to the other side of the floor and here from USF head coach Chris Gerlifson and our appreciation to intern Caleb, Caleb Hatch, for getting with Coach Gerlifson a few moments ago to get his thoughts on his team's 87-61 to setback tonight here at the Marriott Center. Well, I don't know if there's a lot of positives out of tonight. I was happy with the effort in the second half. I thought in the first half we uh, were a bit sleepwalking. Credit to BYU. You know, they've been off all week, and they came out with fire and with purpose and, and played with a chip on their shoulder and really set a tone for the game. Um, and credit to them, you know, and, and unfortunately in these environments, you can't wait to get punched before you punch back, and credit to BYU to punch first. For sure. Um, this was basically your first season as head coach mm-hmm. in this program. Um, congratulations on that. What are you most proud of, of being able to not only accomplish this, completing your first season as head coach, but also for this program? Yeah, I think, you know, we're making strides. You know, we didn't start conference play the way that we wanted, had a really good non-conference slate. 
um, going 11, 11 and four, and did not start conference on the right foot at all. Got off to a one and five start. Um, so to finish the way that we finished, minus this game, you know, on a three-game winning streak before tonight, um, pr- proud of the resiliency, um, proud of the group kind of staying connected and continuing to fight. Um, tonight was not an indication of who we are as a, as a team or, or what we're capable of, but BYU had a lot to do with that, you know, and a lot of credit and uh, praise goes to Coach Pope and, and his his staff and the players for, um, you know, you guys have been in a, in a rough go too, you know, and, and so, um, you know, you played like your backs were against the wall, so credit credit to you guys. What was it basically like being able to coach a player like Khalil Shabazz? Yeah, I hope I get to coach him a lot more games. Um, <laughs> I would love to have a Khalil Shabazz on, on every team that I coach from here on out. Uh, he's a warrior. You know, he's five foot nothing and 155 pounds, but uh, he leaves it all. He leaves everything on the floor every night. Uh, and as a coach, that's really all you want. You know, he's got a big heart, a big motor. Uh, he sets a really good tone for our group, and I'm going uh, to miss him like crazy when he's gone, for sure. You guys got a conference tournament coming up. Um, what are you guys going to look to do to just rebound, get yourself in the right mind, and be ready for this tournament coming up next week? Yeah, number one, we need to get some rest. You know, I think everybody this time of year need to get some rest. Uh, mentally, physically, um, and a lot will have to do with, you know, who we're matched up with. We'll, we'll prepare for, I guess, one of two teams, or two teams, I'm sorry, um, and have a great week of prep. You know, we need to have a good three, four days of practice and, and go to Vegas with, you know, some energy, some enthusiasm, and uh, this is the best time of year, you know, for coaches and players. So we're looking forward to getting to Vegas. 100%. Yeah. One last thing. So you probably understand that BYU is moving on to the Big 12 mm-hmm. Conference, so they will no longer be a part of the West Coast yeah. for the foreseeable future. And for the foreseeable future, it looks like your program may not be in this building for a while, and yeah. for you being new to this program, but what did you really enjoy being able to come and coach in this facility tonight? Yeah, well, you know, I spent four years at University of San Diego, so I've been here and, and been in the battles here and played against them and, um, you know, number one, have a tremendous amount of respect just for the um, enthusiasm uh, around the program. You know, we have great fans, fans who love your teams, uh, and this is a special place to play and, and a place that, you know, and I don't know if everyone would say this, but I look forward to playing here. You know, these are the kind of environments that you want to play in and you want to coach in. Um, so I'm going to miss that opportunity to do that and miss the opportunity of being able to coach against some of the really good players that have come through the program. Um, you know, there's been tremendous players year in, year out, and so I'll miss that. I'll miss the challenge of getting ready to play at BYU, but, um, you know, I have all the respect in the world for you guys and wish you all the, all the best as you move on to the um, Big 12. Now, thank you very much, Ken. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank all right, that's uh, Coach Chris Gerlifson. Gracious comments after his team's falls, uh, team falls to BYU 87-61 tonight and appreciation to Caleb Hatch for one on one that interview with Coach Gerlifson after the game tonight. Well, Mark, that's going to do it. Uh, the next time, that's it. Next time we call a game here at the Marriott Center, BYU is oh, going to have a Big Twelve man. patch on the jersey. That's pretty cool. I have to admit, it's pretty. But I, I miss it. I miss uh, it. Like, like I said in the pregame, every night's my senior night in, in life. But uh, I, I, I'm sad now to think I won't be back in this building for a little while. But there's a lot to look forward to, and still. A lot to look forward to this year. I'm excited. I'm excited to go down to the tournament and see what, what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this team, who knows what's going to happen with this team, but they're fun. They're likable. 
We listen to Rudy Williams. How likable is he? He's just yeah. awesome. And uh, so it, it'll be fun. We'll go down and see what, what, what happens. So much to like about, went on, about what went on tonight. Uh, BYU came in sliding a little bit, four losses in a row. Uh, granted, they've been to some very good teams, uh, you know, the top three teams in the WCC. In fact, we're all part of that four-game slide for BYU. But what a bounce back against a team playing really good basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, USF, like BYU, 7-9 and nine in league play. But that's after rebounding from a 1-5 start. They'd won three in a row coming into tonight. Can really light it up. And BYU played really commanding basketball from the start to beat a good team that had had its way with BYU on the hilltop. In fact, the only game BYU did not lead this year. At any point was the game they played at San Francisco. Yeah, another good thing is you don't have to play San Francisco in the tournament unless you're in the championship yeah. game. <laughs> so that's nice. And so the way the bracket breaks down, uh, as a five seed, BYU gets, uh, again, there are a lot of ways to look at it, but uh, you, th- you could argue a more favorable draw on that side than the six seed, but we'll see how it all transpires in Vegas. One of the best things about this tournament this year is I think that more teams than ever can go down thinking, you know what? We've got a shot at this thing, and uh, because that's how the league is, uh, has been in terms of competitiveness, uh, kind of top to bottom. Are tough. To, I think you could argue it was maybe a top to bottom, the, the most quality that the, the league's put yeah. together since yeah. BYU joined the conference. I think it's really good, and I, you know, as much as we talk about Gonzaga maybe being a, a little bit down this year, they maybe send a little message tonight with what they did at home to St. Mary's, and yeah. don't, don't count us out quite yet, and no, I don't think anyone is, but uh, I, Santa Clara is just fantastic what they're doing, and LMU's always a threat, so there's there's five or six teams that, you know, can can, can get a win on any, any night against anybody else. So this will be a fun tournament. Cougs took a five seed to Vegas last year and got to the second night. We'll see if they can do so again. BYU will next play Friday night at the Orleans Arena. That'll do it for tonight. Let's wrap it up from the Marriott Center for the final time this year. Thanking the crew back at BYU Radio, our control board operators, Corbin Radford and James Finlayson. Our studio co- our coordinating producer is Terry South. Our scoreboard studio hosts, Cleon Wall. Our broadcast intern, Caleb Hatch. On the operations side of things, Clark Jackman and Sean O'Neill. And BYU's associate AD for corporate sponsorship, Casey uh, Stoffer. That covers everyone back in the uh, the building and the administrative side of things. Courtside, appreciation for Rudy Williams and Coach Mark Pope joining us post game. We heard from Coach Pope and Coach Chris Gerlifson pregame and post game as well. Appreciation goes out to San Francisco Men's Basketball Sports Information Director Chris Fordney and, of course, BYU's Men's Basketball Director of Communications, Tyson Jex, for being our right-hand man tonight. And so for all those folks and my color commentary colleague, Mr. Mark Durant, my name is Greg Rubel, saying our final score tonight is BYU 87 and San Francisco 61. So in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Vorke, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director for Corporate Sponsorship, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.